Have a car question? Ask the experts at 855-340-ZONE. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hour two of Utah Car Sense kicking off right now here on The Zone Sports Network. I'm Austin Horton here with Eric Jensen producing and George Roska, general sales manager of the Mark Miller Subaru Midtown location, is with us uh, via Zoom this morning. Your phone calls at 855-340-ZONE, 855-340-ZONE to be part of the show. Be entered to win a oil change at the end of the show from Mark Miller Subaru by calling in and question, posing a question, telling a story, making a comment, answering our poll question, which is uh, the coolest car names you can think of. We've got a list that we've been going down from Motor Trend. But, George, before we get back to that list and before we get back out to uh, phone calls, I tease this going to break. There's a uh, an equipment shortage in the automaker industry that a lot of people don't immediately think of when they think of their, their, their vehicles being made. But apparently, a semiconductor shortage is pinching some of the world's biggest auto manufacturers, costing Daimler, Nissan, Honda, Ford, and Fiat uh, uh, production for a range of, of cars to uh, be hit. And that is meaning a microchip shortage, which I, I didn't even know there was a such a thing going on. But apparently, uh, the, the microchip uh, manufacturing industry was no uh, exception to the pandemic and the, the materials needed to make these microchips are also running low. What What is, has this something that's come up in any discussions there at Subaru or is this news to you as well? Um, we had heard some rumblings about, um, you know, this coming down and really the, <clears throat> excuse me, the pandemic really just put all production lines, it, it just, you know, messed everything up. Um, so combine that with the fact that everybody's using their devices more, everybody upgraded their computers because they're working from home, they're spending more time, you know, with their screens. And so, yeah, I mean, semiconductors are in everything. Uh, they're in your computers, they're in your phone, they're in your car, they're in your refrigerator, they're in everything. And so um, as demand went up, um, yeah, there was a shortage and now it's hitting the automotive industry. So I wouldn't be surprised if it if it had Subaru as well. Um, we haven't heard anything, you know, official yet as far as any scaled back production plans, but it does look like, you know, Toyota is going to be uh, hit especially hard. Uh, Tundra production down 40% because of the shortage. Um, so you might see some, some models uh, just not be as available as they usually are um, out on the, the car lots, but I'll be interesting to see how this kind of shakes out and, you know, uh, be better if they had more suppliers and a, a more diverse uh, group to, to choose from. So when you do have something like this come up, you're not pinched for uh, for parts. Yeah. Honda says it will cut domestic output by about 4,000 cars this month uh, at one of its uh, Japan factories. Nissan is adjusting production of its Note hatchback model. Uh, Ford is idling an SUV vehicle uh, or, excuse me, SUV factory in Kentucky next week. Uh, Fiat is temporarily closing a Canadian plant uh, and delaying some uh, stuff out of Mexico, a Jeep factory in Mexico. So it's it's affecting a lot of different brands across the, the industry. Now, there's no one hitting any panic buttons on this yet. They, they're confident or they're hoping 
that by reducing the or scaling back the production, that'll buy them enough time to then ramp it back up when the uh, chips are, are available once again. But it is something to keep an eye on, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it'll, it'll self-correct over time, especially if they, they reduce the production in the short term. But yeah, I think the, the biggest thing is just so much of it going to consumer electronics that um, the automotive industry just kind of got hit without uh, really realizing what was going to happen. Now, a couple of well-known brands in the car world uh, are talking about brands this weekend. For one, Mazda uh, is turning, uh, has been a, a company for over 100 years, which I didn't realize. Uh, Mazda started w- as a cork company, I think. Uh, yeah, ma- in Hiroshima, they manufactured cork, and the first logo was a red circle with uh, a broken horizontal line. And, and anyway, it, come, it came all the way from starting with cork uh, to now being the, the model you know and love uh, with, the, you remember the, the old logo on the, on the Miata that they tried mm-hmm. for a while, uh, the, the, the lowercase m with the long tail, and now, of course, the one that looks like a seagull flying across the sun. Uh, I, I don't know. I like the old uh, retro Mazda where it just said Mazda on the wheel. I thought that was cool. I like the Zoom Zoom uh, Mazda when they have those commercials. The zoom Zoom, yeah. But zoom, zoom. another uh, uh, corporate logo is changing. Uh, for more than 50 years, General Motors has had the same logo. And uh, yesterday they d- uh, announced that they're changing their GM logo, kind of. Uh, there is, this was a lot to do about nothing, in my opinion. But, you know, the capital G, the capital M with the bold underline underneath those letters, the GM logo. They're changing that now to a lowercase g and a lowercase m with the M underlined. The M is made, they say, to look like the prongs of an electric plug. And that's why they're changing this is to show that they're moving more towards clean energy type vehicles. I don't know where you stand on branding. Uh, George, but I I sometimes roll my eyes really far in the back of my head at branding changes because it ultimately, to me, it doesn't really matter. But that is just an admission that I'm getting older because people, uh, I don't know, Eric, people of your age, does brand matter more than people of my age? Uh, Is it a a social status thing? Uh, Not for me personally, but it's still matters a lot yeah. i mean I, i'm a fan of certain like i'm basically a corporate slave for coca-cola like i <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I will drink literally anything they make and um yeah so branding i think branding still does matter yeah. I, I, it might not be as in the forefront of the conversation but it definitely matters people people still want to look cool yeah. austin you know yeah George, I, I, but the, the, the other side of this is they're not changing it all that much. So it's kind of like non-news to me. What's your reaction? I, I think branding matters. Um, I don't know that, it's, that it matters that much or that it's that consequential. Um, I didn't really like the old logo that much at all. It, it just seems so 1950s to me. And I guess it is 50 yeah. years old. So yeah. maybe 1970s, you know, uh-huh. but it. The, the new one, I, I don't know if I get what they're kind of going for with the, the plug there kind of going in. Um, it, it's not bad. It's not my favorite. The, the color gradient's a little harsh there. 
uh, I don't know. I'm a bit of a critic, I guess, on it. It's it's not that good looking. It, it reminds me of the catchphrase, the game, the catchphrase logo uh, with that little thought bubble. I don't know. It just screams. It, it, it's a little Comic Sans to me. A little, yeah, it uh, screams like early 2000s Internet. Like, yeah, like you, you own know, one like, of those colored Apple computers. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the original iMac, it, it looks like it would fit in perfectly right on that. But um, no, I mean, change is good, right? Sure. <laughs> I've never sure, liked. I've never liked. Austin does not like change. Well, mostly uh, there are things that I like to have change, obviously, but in my day to day routines, I don't care for change. Uh, but GM, I'm not married to the brand, so I guess it doesn't really matter to me what they do with it. But uh, it, interesting that over 50 oh, so years, the blue, the blue coloring is supposed to evoke clean skies. Sure. So that's what they're going with on sure. that. Well, whatever they tell you there. Yeah, <laughs> that's their plan. <laughs> uh, we'll get more stories here in a moment, but out to the phone lines now. 855-340-ZONE. Our friend Donna is back with us. Good morning, Donna. Hey, guys. Hey, Donna. How's it going this morning? We're great. What can we do for you? Thanks for calling in. Hey, I don't like change either. Change <laughs> should never happen. <laughs> I don't adapt well. <laughs> yeah. The things that matter, I, I'm okay with changing, like social changes and things like that. But I don't want, if if Coke changes their recipe, Eric and I are revolting. That, that's what's happening. Yeah, we're out. You might yeah. be a Pepsi drinker. Nope. Never. No, never. Dr. Pepper. Never, Dr. never Pepper's ever. Good. Dr. Pepper, yeah. That might be number one after that. <laughs> Go buy sips. They have the best. It's called PhD. It's a Dr. Pepper with raspberry, like a cream drink. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, wow. wow. You'll never go back to Coke. Like an old-fashioned <laughs> soda. I like it. Oh, it's wonderful. Hey, I was going to tell you about the new Bronco. Getting excited to see it. You like the, the new Bronco? What What do you like about it mostly? The look? Yeah. See, I, I haven't... Georgia it, and Donna, it, I haven't fallen in love with the look of the new Bronco. It's a little too curvy for me. I like the hard line edges of the old Bronco. You like the old one, the old square one? Yeah, yeah. We used to have one of the big lifted square ones. It was old. All, all yeah, Broncos was, were old. No one had a new Bronco, it seems. So We, we were tough because we could look down on people. It was so high. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> George, what do you think of the new look, Bronco? You know, I got to see it in person. It's one of those that just, I don't know if it's going to do it for me. I do like some of the look of it, but I'm going to have to see it in person to reserve final judgment on it. I'm more, some cars you just yeah. see the pictures of and you're like, that thing's hideous. And you see it and you're like, okay, actually, I kind of like it. The the two-door look is not terrible. And maybe that's my problem because, you know, the, the, the nostalgia in me wants that two-door Bronco. Uh, and then I see the four-door <laughs> extended cab and I'm like, oh, that's... That's more of an FJ Cruiser look. But I'm glad you're excited about it, Donna. A lot of people are excited. Do you think you'll uh, be saving up to get yourself one? Oh, hopefully. <laughs> well, good I luck. like one. But but then I kind of like the Infinity FX35. Okay. So All right. I haven't decided yet. I want to wait maybe a year or two and see which one's got the better hybrid. Well, we're still going to see you get into a Subaru at some point here, Donna. That's going to happen. I know. <laughs> okay. That is a good goal. Uh, thanks right, for guys. calling in. Tell John hi. All right. Okay. Goodbye. That's our friend Donna, 855-340-ZONE. Uh, Johnny Lightfoot, who uh, co-hosts the Movie Zone with me here uh, each week, he had plopped down a $100 reserve uh, deposit for a new Bronco. 
and then found out how much it was actually going to be when it finally gets to his hot little hand and decided he didn't want to bankrupt himself, George. Uh, so it, it's funny. Well, I read that they were delayed, that the Broncos yes. was going to come out, and it's delayed until summer now because of uh, coronavirus-related right. supplier issues. Maybe what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, it, 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 it's exactly the, that's exactly right because a lot of people were anticipating to have that now. Uh, and, and it's just not or soon and it's going to be mid to late summer I think is what I was reading uh, when the first people are going to start getting those those Broncos but they're expensive man I don't, are they a lot how much are they well unless you want like the base the base model with nothing in it we're talking sixty thousand uh, oh, dollars yeah, and if you want the top of the line you're close to six figures on those things so, Are you really? Wow. I mean, if you get everything you could possibly get in there. Sure, the but. Sasquatch edition or whatever. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. I, if it were – but I know I understand the anticipation and the excitement around it. I wish they had never gotten rid of it in the first place. I get that O.J. Simpson went on his Bronco chase and the, yeah, the whole thing with that. Yeah, kind of ruined the brand. But th- – <sighs> So there's been a lot of crimes committed in cars that don't get discontinued. So I don't know. I wish it would have stayed around. 855-340-ZONE if you want to be part of the show. 855-340-ZONE. Let's get back to our list of cool car names. We told you about the uh, Diablo, the Raptor, and the Testarossa. How about the Porsche 911 Carrera? I think that's a cool name. Uh, came from the Carrera Panamericana race in Mexico. Since then, the 911 Carrera has had a long history of delivering race-like driving dynamics to enthusiasts. But I didn't know the origins of that name coming from the Panamericana race. I didn't either. Uh, They have the Jensen Interceptor on here as we had a phone call. Who was that that called about Norm? No, it was uh, Mark who called in about the the Jensen. Uh, Lamborghini Huracan. Now, you may not be a, a fluent in seven languages type person, but I'll bet you can guess what hurricane means in Spanish. That one's an easy one. Hurricane, of course. It's tornado. No, right. <laughs> uh, it's got 5.2 liter V10, 602 horsepower, 2.8 seconds, 0 to 60. Yeah, the hurricane is aptly named. That's absolutely a great name for that car. The Ferrari... 812 Superfast. I don't know if I like okay. that name. It tells you what it does, but I, it's kind I of a... I have a new favorite name, the Superfast. You like that one, do you? Huh, okay. <laughs> I think it's named by a three-year-old, uh, which is kind of cute, but I, I don't know. I, I, if I'm plopping down $300,000, I don't want a car, my car to be called Superfast. I want to have a name like Hurricane or, or, or Tornado or, or Testarossa or, or something. Me- I guess I just like the simpler names like the Metal Death. and the yeah. Superfast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll get back to this list in a moment. 855-340-ZONE. Richard is our next caller. Good morning, Richard. Hey, how's it going? Great. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Hey, I wanted to call in and give you guys uh, my opinion, the only opinion that matters <laughs> okay. in this debate. <laughs> I, I really like the names. There's two of them. Uh, uh, the Buick Grand National. I just thought that was a great name for a Buick that wasn't really a Buick. Okay. And, I, I'm not uh, familiar with the Grand National. Uh, educate me. Uh, 
so the Grand National was uh, it was a Buick Regal um, in the in the late '80s, but they put a V8 in it and they uh, souped that thing up for straight line speed. Ah, okay, it was all, all right. about the quarter mile. I see. So it had and, the Regal look, but they sported it up a little bit and put an engine in it. Okay. Yeah. All right. You you pull up next to one and you think you're gonna drag a, a Regal off the line and he's gonna blow past you. Oh, I see. Hitting 60 and, and under four and a half seconds. It's a secret V8. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then uh, along those same lines, the Mercury Marauder. It looked like a, a Ford Crown Victoria, but it was a Mercury with the big heavy V8 and yeah. uh, rear wheel power. And just the name Marauder, you know, that's that car's up to no good. <laughs> wasn't wasn't uh, the Marauder... A lot of it seems like a lot of police cruisers uh, back in the day were Mercury Marauders, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and that's and that's pretty much what it was. It was a pursuit car built for uh, civilians. I see. So. Your your grandma and grandpa got nowhere fast in that engine that they weren't using, but they bought anyway. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Richard, your opinion does matter. So thanks for calling in and thanks for listening. Yep. Have a good day. Uh, those are two I didn't think we'd hear either. Kind of, if, I remember if, the Marauder. Sure. I was 16, and you know, you'd drive around and you'd see one of those pulling up behind you, and you're like, "Oh, please don't pull me over! Please don't pull me over!" And then they, they'd go by you, and they're like, "Okay, good, it wasn't a cop." But yeah, I, I always remember there was a lot of police cruisers that had those those Mercuries, and a lot of them were undercover. Yeah, it was either grandma or sergeant that was pulling up yeah, behind you. Yeah, exactly. So you never <laughs> wanted to see one of those in your rearview mirror. <laughs> Eric, what, what's a cool car name that you've got? Yeah, I just think it's really cool. Now, I've looked because I can never find it, but I, I read a lot of like Hunter S. Thompson, and he refers to cars a lot as like sharks. And okay. like the Corvette Shark is a car. Uh, I just think I, lo- I love sharks. And uh, this is really just a moment to say I, I like sharks a lot. And I like calling <laughs> cars sharks because I think it's like a really cool way to say like a sleek, like, bright red convertible uh corvette or whatever yeah corvette is fun because it's a chevy corvette something they're always three names really you got the corvette stingray you got the corvette shark you've got uh uh the uh the oh god what am i the the manta ray Cor- the, i like the corvette naming the shark looks like a shark it looks like a mako shark yeah, swimming towards you it does I like the I like the the Corvette Stingray is a cool name too. I like the Stingray, but that's I'm biased because that's my favorite car of all time, the Stingray. Eight five five three four zero zone. Another uh, pop culture car that a lot of people might call in and say is Kit, the Night Rider. Uh, uh, what did Kit stand for, George? Do you remember what Kit stood for? Is like Night Industries something or other. Ooh, I don't remember oh, that one. Oh, of course, Night Industries 2000. Kit, K-I-T-T. You don't know this show, Night Rider? I know the show. I just oh, don't okay. know what it stands for. I yeah, got you. Yeah. yeah, so Kit, uh, whose voice was done by Bill Daniels, who a lot of people will know as Mr. Feeney on Boy Meets World. Uh, and, of course, uh, David Hasselhoff played Michael Knight, the crime-fighting uh, hero uh, in the series. Well, when he finished the show... David Hasselhoff was either gifted or purchased, it doesn't say, an exact replica complete with all of the inner workings, 
no weapons, of course, like Kit would, like Kit had. But all the 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 dash buttons and everything you saw on the show, uh, they gave him a, a an exact replica of that car. And David Hasselhoff announced this week that he is auctioning that car off. So oh, that's going to bring a lot of money. And he said if it gets twenty five percent or more. Uh, a higher uh, rate than than the uh, the off. So uh, what's what? What am I trying to say? If the asking price is bested by twenty five percent or more, David Hasselhoff will bring the car to you personally. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Meet the Hoff. Meet the Hoff. Uh, no word on whether or not he'll be shirtless, carrying a a, a surfboard, uh, and red shorts. Uh, but Michael Knight himself. We'll bring that to you. Now, there was, it was originally going for $175,000. It has jumped up to uh, 300, where is the, the latest bid? 300,000 something. Uh, wow. But for a few hours, the bid was actually even higher than that. It was at $975,000. But it didn't hold out. It proved to be a fraudulent bid. And, and so okay. he was really excited for a minute there. Uh, oh yeah, nine seventy five. He would have just <laughs> he would have delivered it to your house, cooked you dinner, and and kissed you good night. But <laughs> now the car is located in the United Kingdom, in the UK, someplace. Uh, so you'll have to also pay for transportation to your home uh, for that car. But uh, the auction ends on January twenty third. So if you've got Gordon Monson burn money in the fireplace type funds out there. And you were a big fan of Kit and Knight Rider. You can uh, get on, uh, get online, and uh, bid, make a bid for that exact replica. And it's really cool. It looks just like the the car he drove around in that show. So uh, go ahead if you've got that kind of coin. Go ahead and I guess waste it on David Hasselhoff's car, Kit. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about that. Eight five five three four zero zone. Before we take a break, let's get out to the phone lines now, Jake is with us. Hi, Jake. Hey, how are you? We're great. What can we do for you? Well, um, I would say just in, you know, comedic relief that the best car name's got to be Porsche. Uh, okay. Get out of here, Jake. Get out of here with that nonsense. <laughs> no. no, I'm just no, kidding. Yeah, it's I pronounced agree. Porsche. It's Porsche. <laughs> it's Porsche. <laughs> but anyway, uh, really, really, I, I like the Shelby uh, uh uh, company, American company, Shelby uh, Supercars, and they oh, sure. make uh, a car called the Tuatara. It's you know it's actually yes. named after a reptile, but it's you know it's just American ingenuity that's beaten you know Bugatti with their W16 and four four super or four turbochargers. The uh, Tuatara is just a 5.9 liter V8 twin turbo, and it makes 1,300 horsepower. And it's a good-looking car. It's not bubbly. Yeah, and it sounds like a uh, planet that the Empire used as a weapons stash in Star Wars, to its heart. Hopefully it doesn't have a little hole that they just can't cover up with a plate to block a blaster, right? <laughs> That's right, exactly. <laughs> Jake, thanks for calling in and obviously listening uh, throughout the week. We, we do appreciate it. For our listeners who may not have uh, gotten the Porsche Porsche joke, I only have one Porsche. And it's pronounced. I only have one Porsche. <laughs> the other one is that he says it's pronounced Porsche. 
Uh, we we made Gordon. It's pronounced Porsche. Yeah. See, see, he uh, Gordon Monson loves his Porsche. I only have one Porsche. But uh, <laughs> he it drives him crazy that we don't pronounce it Porsche. So it's pronounced magic. Porsche. And yeah, I agree, Gordon. It's pronounced Porsche. All right, we'll take our final break here on the show. We'll get more of your phone calls in the next half hour. Eight five five. 340 zone we'll get more cool car names and also got to tell you about the the hero kitty cat of the week uh, and more uh, nonsense here on utah car sense i from the garden Welcome back, Utah Car Sense, right here on the Zone Sports Network. Austin Horton with you, Eric Jensen producing George Roska, our co-host today, general sales manager of the Midtown location, 3535 South State. George, before we get uh, back to the phone lines, Delbert's been waiting for us patiently. Did you see Pro Football Focus's latest uh, NFL draft mock-up? No, I haven't. Jaguars taking, of course, Trevor Lawrence of Clemson first overall. And going second to the New York Jets, Zach Capona Wilson of BYU uh, is uh, who he thinks the Jets will take there. Uh, Todd McShay says Penny Sewell of Oregon at second, and Zach Wilson will drop to fifth, uh, or excuse me, uh, Atlanta at at four, I think. I can't remember where Atlanta's drafting, but anywho. There you go. Some uh, some uh, NFL news, and of course, it's three nothing Colts in the first game of the NFL playoffs wildcard weekend. Three and some change left in the minutes in the first quarter. Three nothing Colts over the Buffalo Bills. Back up to the Bills. phone lines. You Eight- got this. Eight five five three four zero zone. Delbert waited through the break. Good morning, Delbert. Good, good morning. How can we help you? Thanks for calling in. I I. Uh want to um to get, to get an oil change sure so uh we need a question comment or story uh to to entry into the drawing do you have a what's the coolest car name that you can think of delbert a cobra shelby cobra shelby that's all it takes you're in the drawing thanks for calling in cobra shelby uh of course uh norm called in with shelby and actually named his daughter shelby uh, after uh, Carol Shelby in the in the Cobra, so there you go. Probably one of the coolest cars of all time, if not one of the the coolest names of all time. So yeah, love the Cobra Shelby. Speaking of which, the Dodge Viper, they came up with that name based on the the Cobra. Uh, they wanted to have a a snake like name, and uh, the story behind how they came up with uh with viper is pretty interesting and i just read this this week let me make sure i can uh, get the exact details uh once again but anyway uh they they went into a uh a meeting with oh god what's the guy's name the the ferrari uh designer the italian ferrari designer anyway and they asked him uh for a name and the first name he said was vipera which is italian for viper and the uh-huh. guy said all right, meeting's over. That's what we're going with. And that's <laughs> that's they ended up with Dodge Viper. But somehow, even though it stopped uh, production, I want to say in 2017, the Dodge Viper, Dodge's uh, uh, sales list for this year listed four brand new Vipers sold in the year 2020. 
that doesn't surprise me. There's been known to have some cars linger around dealership lots for a couple of years sometimes. That's now a five-year-old car, though, is it not? If it if it was if it stopped production in 2017, that means the car was made in 2016, right? Uh, and it was the 2017 line. We're now in 2021. That's a four or five-year-old car that's been sitting on a dealership's lot. Is that still worth the seventy thousand uh, dollars? A car's worth what someone's willing to pay for it, you know. <laughs> and uh, if 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 that dealer thought that hey they can hang on to this car for four years and make it make it work for them, then I guess that now my guess is what happened is some some dealer in some small town got one of these and. They're asking twenty thousand over sticker for it, and nobody in their right mind would buy it. So it sat Probably. on his lot, or he kept it for I don't know, collector. Who who knows? Yeah, yeah, probably so. Uh, but four sold last year, and uh, another another out of production uh, vehicle that marked one brand new sale last year was the Jeep uh, uh, Patriot. One Jeep Patriot was reported selling uh, in in the fourth quarter last year. Now it also that one was died discontinued in, a few years ago. That also it? out of production in 2017 as well as the Dodge yeah. Viper. Uh, the Chrysler uh, Dodge also reported that the 200 and the Dart had new sales in 2020. Uh, they've been out of production since 2016. Those two cars. Uh, I don't know who's buying a Dodge Dart or a Dodge 200 brand new. Uh, anymore but uh they did apparently so there you go some discontinued cars that actually re uh, recorded sales in 2020 855-340-ZONE uh, 855-340-ZONE back to our list of cool car names finishing this list from motor trend or you can call in and add to the list jeep gladiator they say that's a cool name now I don't care for the Jeep Gladiator. I think it's a wannabe truck. Uh, I have my judgments on those who like the car. Uh, I think if you're going to buy a truck, buy a truck. If you're going to buy a Jeep, buy a Jeep. Don't buy a Jeep truck. But the name Gladiator, it does kind of strike a cool chord. I like the name Gladiator. I've seen some cool-looking ones that are lifted and, and modified a little bit, but overall, I'm with you. The, the Gladiator is just not – I mean, it's not a Jeep. It's not a good Jeep. You can't really take it anywhere because it's so long. Yeah. It, it's not a truck. You can't put anything in the back of it. You can't tow anything. You can tow a little bit, but not not anything like you can with a truck. Right. So, yeah, let's, let's stick to our strengths. Let's not uh, muddy the waters here. They have the Land Rover Defender as a cool name. I don't know about that one. It seems kind of kind of vanilla. Yeah, uh, not my favorite. Now this is a really really cool car, and the name is cool as well. Uh, you've got the Rolls Royce Wraith. Uh, it's got it's got those uh, suicide doors, which are always a, always a neat feature. Uh, it also has one of the most interesting car names in the industry, according to Motor Trend, the Wraith. Now I don't know what a wraith is. What is a, like wraith? a wraith? R like a W R A I T H. What is a wraith? Uh, a ghost or ghost-like image of someone, especially one seen shortly before or after their death. Oh well, uh, never mind. I don't know if I want a car then that's named uh, like that. Well, they're going with it. They have the phantom, sure. right? And now now the wraith. So I think they're going with that ghostly theme for yep. 
for their cars. Maybe that's how old all their customers are that they have to, to name them after ghosts. <laughs> uh, they've got the S- Suzuki Samurai, which is it. I don't terrible know. Terrible cars. Yeah, uh, it is. It it looks like the Jeep Gladiator, honestly. Uh, if if you put a soft cover <laughs> over the bed of a Jeep Gladiator, that's the Suzuki Samurai. Yeah. Uh, but the name Samurai is what they're going with here. Is pretty cool. They list the Volkswagen Beetle. Uh, we had a caller who was it, uh, Mark, who said the Beetle should be on the list. The Dodge Viper is on here, as we mentioned. McLaren Senna. Uh, that seems McLaren is cool, but that's the I don't know the one of the best drivers is Senna, uh, right? And that's where that comes from, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, I think they named it after after uh, Senna, the driver. And then their final North Amer- or, uh, American car, the Ford Cortina. Although the Cortina was named after the famous Italian ski resort Cortina di Ampazzo, its name is among the coolest, according to Motor Trend. I don't know about that. Cortina? The Cortinas were actually kind of cool cars. They were they were light. They were fun to drive. They did a, a thing on Top Gear about them, and they were really well-loved in Britain. Uh, and then finally, they have a couple of south of the border cool car names, including the Chevy Tornado, which I'd never heard of until today. Uh, it's the Chevy Tornado looks like a Subaru Baja. Uh, I don't know how okay. else to describe it. The Ford Lobo, which is of course just a Ford F one fifty, but in Mexico they call it the Lobo, which is a lot cooler than F one fifty. I'm with them on that one. And the Seat Taraco. Uh, I'd never heard of uh, the company, the the Spanish brand Seat. Seat, S-E-A-T? It's Seat. I think they're owned by Volkswagen. Okay. Well, there you go. Some cool car names according to Motor Trend. What say you? 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. Richie is next on the show. Good morning, Rich. Hey, Rich. Hey, how you doing? We're fine. What can we do for you? Um, I guess I would go with the Koenigsegg Agera RS. Hold on. A Koenigsegg? Is that what you said? Koenigsegg. Koenigsegg. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Okay. Agera RS. Now, I assume you don't own one of these vehicles. Unfortunately not, no. You're not, uh, you you don't make that tax bracket, do you? Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. (laughs) The Sergera Agera. Sorry. The, uh, well, I'm trying to find... Oh, I'm trying I to found find a picture that. of one. I, I, I'm not finding more than like one picture. It looks really cool. They're it's very like cool. A hyper cars. car. Uh, yep. Uh, the uh, it's from Ferrari, isn't it? If I'm not mistaken, I don't know. But anyway, uh, really cool cars. I like it, and the name is fun to say. I just can't pronounce it. So. Yep. Thanks, Richie. Thanks for calling in. Eight five five three four zero zone. Casey is next up. Hi, Casey. <laughs> Hey, how you doing, Austin? Good, good. Thanks for calling in. Well, I don't know if you, I don't know if this necessarily counts. I think they're more of a nickname, but uh, an aftermarket shop out of California would take Corvettes and uh, turn them into essentially supercars. Have you ever heard of the Sledgehammer or the Top Gun? No, uh, uh, from per- Corvette. No, it was not made by Corvette, but they took the Corvettes and tuned them up to 800 horsepower and track runners. Oh, my runners. gosh. Wow. Yeah, it's it's worth a Google, but quick story on them. They, they did end up hitting 254 on a track in a streetcar, which 
set the record, I think, in 84 or 87. Wow. Jeez. Which was, yeah. You said <laughs> like, it, was you... The, it was called the Sledgehammer? Yeah. So they're the, I think Callaway was the company. Okay. And they specialized in street cars. They weren't, like, necessarily tracked cars. So to go 254 in a convertible Corvette. You can imagine how scary that was. Jeez, how did yeah, how did it stay connected to the road? That's my well, question. Well, <laughs> that was the concern of the the driver. The owner wouldn't let anybody drive, but then he only hit I think two ten or something, and he knew there was still a lot more in the bank or in the tank there. So one of the pro drivers said he would give it a shot, and he hit two fifty four in a convertible Corvette. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to have to look up some videos of this. That sounds yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, a quick Google search of Callaway uh, Top Gun Corvette should pull up quite a bit for you, I'm sure. Thanks, Casey. But, Thanks for calling in. Yeah, have, Appreciate have it. a great Yeah, I, I pulled up some pictures of it. Yeah, it doesn't look like anything. just looks like your run-of-the-mill used car KSO classifieds private cell Corvette. Uh, yeah. It doesn't look anything special. Talk about special. a sleeper car. Yeah, but then— Pull up to the, to the light with that and— uh, pop the engine next to a tesla or something and just let it rip <laughs> yeah yeah you pop the engine and suddenly there's 800 horses staring at you uh yeah uh, i'm serious i don't know how it stayed on the ground uh naming it top gun you don't want it to fly but they were no. testing fate there uh how about this cool story out of phoenix now you guys had a similar thing happen at, i think the south town location a few years back but a uh a family discovered a cat was living in their car's engine. Uh, it's a beautiful cat. Maine Coon uh, is the the breed of cat. If you want to Google that, you can see what they what cat we're talking big about. Big cats too. And this cat, uh, they've named her Cindy Lou Who. Uh, they called the American Arizona Humane Society rather to come rescue the cat. And Ruthie Jesus, who is like their top rescuer, says, "I've never had a rescue that complicated. I've never done one that tense." I've never had that moment of fear or panic of what went wrong. The cat was stuck and injured. Rescuers jacked up both sides of the car, removed the front tire and wheel to free the cat's tail and legs. But when Jesus wrapped her hand around the cat's body, she found most of the cat's stomach and skin was squeezed between two metal plates. So Cruz had to do surgery on the cat while it was stuck in the engine to get her free. Now, the good news is the cat survived, it's been rehabbed, and it's available for adoption down there in the Phoenix area. But they took it after they got the cat out and and they got it in for x-rays, and they found in its stomach the cat had eaten two fuel injection plugs and it had fuel on the line and a bunch of other wires that this cat had eaten after becoming stuck in that engine in that car. So the good news is they rehabbed it. it the cat is survive, has survived and is healthy now. But uh, amazing story, having to do field surgery on a cat that's stuck in a car engine and, and it had eaten a fuel injector plug. That's, that's craziness. Absolutely. That is a crazy bizarre. story. Yeah, we had one similar, but luckily we didn't have to do any, any sort of surgery and uh, they were able to get the, the cat out a lot easier. Now, didn't one of your technicians adopt the cat? I'm trying to remember the news story I saw on that. I thought somebody did, but I can't remember what happened. That was at Southtown, so I, d- I didn't. Oh, it was Southtown. Um, okay, and it was several yeah. years ago. Yeah, 
It yeah, was, yeah, it was a couple years. ago. It was ago. back when I was just producing, and Tom Barberi was still hosting. So that it was it was several years ago that this happened. But someone brought their car in, and uh, the technician heard light meowing and rescued the cat, <laughs> the, the kitten. And I swear they adopted it, but I could be wrong. Eight I think five, that happens yeah. more than more than people think. You know, cat crawls up in the engine, keep warm, and uh, next thing you know, it's stuck, or you don't even know it's in there. Yep, absolutely. 855-340-ZONE. Got time uh, for a few more calls here. In fact, let's bring on, uh, I don't have a name on my screen here, Eric. Dave. Dave, thanks for calling in. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you? We're great. What can we do for you? Well, I was thinking uh, one of my favorite cars of all time, definitely not the best car ever ever built, but a, a 1970 or 71 uh, De Tomaso Pantera. A Pantera. Uh, well, first of all, you have to listen to Pantera while you drive around in a Pantera. That that's just the the rules. <laughs> there, yeah, there you go. It, it great car from the standpoint that uh, really fast in a straight line. Had a 351 Cleveland. Uh, the car was essentially assembled by Ford. Most of the parts were Italian from uh, De Tomaso. So kind of a an interesting conglomeration, but uh, really fast in a straight line. Having to turn the thing was a different matter, though. Was it not 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 easily turned, huh? No, it had rack and pinion steering, and uh, so uh, uh -huh. you had to you had to really muscle it and had fifty series tires on it. So yeah, but a lot of fun. Yeah, a heavy vehicle. Uh, the 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 Pantera. It, yeah, we had uh, a yeah, salesperson that had a Pantera when when I first started working yep. here, and he brought it into work one day, and I remember him trying to park that thing. Oh, it was he was getting a workout just trying to turn the wheel. Yeah, a lot of fun though. I mean, it was a mid-engine car, uh, and uh, from sixty to a hundred, I don't think I've ever been in a car that would go, you know, cover that uh, speed faster. Wow, I've never had the uh, honor of being in a uh, a Pantera, but I'd like to. I'd like to give it a try. And yeah, you're right. It's from De, Ta De, uh, De Tommaso, so mostly Italian parts and Italian built. But then you've got that uh, that need for speed as well that comes with the Italian sport car feel without the Italian sport car price. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. If you had a problem with the engine, it was not a problem. You take it to your Ford dealer. But uh, our windshield wiper motor went out, and we had to wait six months for it to come from Italy. <laughs> the little parts <laughs> had to had to be shipped in. Huh? That's funny. Hey, thanks for calling in, Dave. Thanks for listening. I uh, appreciate it. The Pantera. Uh, what yeah, do you like that? Beautiful cars. Uh, so, Mike, my, my there was a there was a section of cars in the late '60s to mid '70s where they were all really cool. They're all really great, but they all kind of looked very similar, uh, very Grand Damish, uh, all, all of these cars. And But I, I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying there was a, a distinct look to the cars in that era, wasn't there? Did, did you just compare a Di Tommaso to a Grand Am? <laughs> no, the Pantera, <laughs> just, just the Pantera. Not <laughs> okay, okay. I, I got to say, I don't see Grand Am in it, but... Um... I, I, I get what you're saying. All the cars kind of had that that same look during that time period. You know, the, I'm, the I'm, designers weren't that creative. I'm looking at now. I'm looking at the uh, the '70 uh, Pantera, 1970. It's of course you get some De, De Tomasos, and they look very, very, very Italian supercar. Uh, but the Pantera had some sharper edges to it. 
Not a lot of uh, swerves and curves like a, a De Tomaso that you'd be used to. 855-340-ZONE. Be part of the show. 855-340-ZONE. Got just a couple minutes left to get into that drawing for uh, a, an oil change. A uh, the, the richest man in the world, Jeff Bezos, has been unseated, George Roska. He's no longer the richest man in the world. Any guesses, shots in the dark on this car show as to who is now the richest man in the world? Well, we almost went through a whole show without mentioning it. <laughs> <laughs> almost got there. CEO. But I know who you're talking about. Gordon Monson. No. Uh, yes, the Porsche. <laughs> Tesla CEO it's Elon Musk. <laughs> Elon Musk is suddenly worth $188.5 billion US dollars, becoming the richest person in the world. Jeff Bezos is only worth $113 billion. Pashaw, amateur. Uh, so Elon Musk is now the richest person in the world. And uh, Tesla, boy, I wish I had Tesla stock from day one uh, because it is, it's it's the best stock out there right now. Not to buy, but to sell. It's a great time if you're selling your Tesla stock. Well, it reminds me of a stock that debuted in on the, because Tesla's on the NASDAQ now, right? Yes, yep. And they debuted this year and their stock just went all, just through the roof, right? Up like 700 yep. something percent. Yep. Made Elon Musk from like number 50 richest in the world to number one in just one year. Yeah. I remember something like that happened back in 2000 with this company called AOL. Do you remember them? Uh, AOL, yeah, I believe it stood for uh, Annual Overall uh, Lines, right? I don't know. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember what it was. I'll have to Google it. You've got but, mail. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they came on board. They came so fast, shot up like 700%. And then what happened? The stock just cratered. Yeah. I'm not saying that's going to happen to Tesla, but I kind of see Elon Musk's uh, status as richest man in the world being short-lived. 12 callers this week. George, are you with us? Yep, I'm back. Sorry about that. Just, All right. uh, my internet just totally dropped on me here. <laughs> no problem. That's You should never buy Mac. Uh, <laughs> just just leaving that there. All right. Uh, we had 12 callers this week trying to win that uh, oil change. Uh, Eric, why don't you pick a random number between 1 and 12? Uh, let's go 10. 10. That goes out to Mark, who was actually the fifth caller. But as it's in random order on this random.org list maker, Mark called in, mentioned the Beetle and the Forester and the uh, ugliest car he's ever seen, the Jensen Interceptor, which ended up being on Motor Trend's list of coolest car names of all time. So congrats to Mark. We'll send his info off to uh, the uh, Mark Miller Subaru team, and uh, he'll win that oil change, uh, complete with pickup and drop-off. George, thanks for joining us this week. Uh, hopefully we'll do it again soon. Thanks, Austin. It was good to be here. He's George Roska. Go visit him and his team at 3535 South State. Check out Roger Parkin and his team in the Southtown Auto Mall at Mark Miller Subaru. For Eric Jensen and George Roska, I'm Austin Horton. We'll be back next week on Utah Car Sense.